Welcome to another episode of How You Can Too with your host, your boy, Alvy, a.k.a. Danny, a.k.a. Mr. You Can Too. I have a dear friend on the podcast today. My buddy, Nikki Hames, is in the building. She's also known as Coach Nikki to all of her youth clients. Nikki is a performance coach and an overall amazing human being. I love how much Nikki embraces her journey, how much she is a proponent of personal development and personal growth, and how she's always working to better herself and be able to do that for others as well. In this episode, we take a deep dive into all the lessons that Nikki learned from her soccer career, from the college level through her professional career, all the way up until where she is now. She takes us deep through her journey, all of the amazing lessons that came through it. One of the biggest ones being how important open-mindedness is to our growth. I know you're going to enjoy this episode, and when you do, please feel free to share this with all your family members, friends, and loved ones. As always, I appreciate you, I honor you, and remember, you can too. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a special, special, phenomenal guest in the building today. I have my great friend, sports performance coach, to her girl, she's known as Coach Nikki, to her friends and family, she's known as a phenomenal human being. It's so awesome. I've gotten to really connect with Nikki so much more this past year, year and a half, maybe even two years. It's even so hard to keep up with time these days Mm -hmm. and what I appreciate about Nikki so much is that she is such a beacon of light every time she steps into a room she has a huge smile on she has this bright 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 energy and I make up that everyone feels that much more joy when she's around Nikki has used her life to explore professional soccer and really fill her cup up in that way And she's also used her time and experience in really helping young athletes, youth athletes, uh, college athletes, pro athletes, and everyone in between better their craft in sports. So, Nikki, thank you for being here and welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much. What an introduction. Wow. (laughs) I really appreciate that. Honestly, I... It means a lot that you kind of feel that energy and hopefully I'm giving that energy off everywhere I am because I think... Everyone deserves some good energy, but um, yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. No, my pleasure. I appreciate you being here and man, you get to have the, the utmost confidence that that energy is being felt because I know I feel it every single time that I see you and it's always such a joy. Oh, I appreciate that. Wow. Give uh, me a smile on my face. Thank you so uh, much. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So Nikki, I mean, I, I've gotten to know you, you know, much better over the last you know, year, year and a half, and we've got Mm -hmm. to develop a a really strong bond. And something that I've always really appreciated is your story and how you've taken your career and, and played at such a high level in soccer and, you know, having to overcome some adversity in the form of, you know, injuries and different things like that to essentially get to where you are today. I would love for you to share your story and some of your experiences through that and like the life lessons that came with it. Yeah, I would love to. I definitely have an interesting story. None of it was planned. And I think that's the beauty of it. Um, So I guess I can kind of start back. I think it's actually really funny and absolutely truly amazing how small the world is because we actually went to high school together. You went to high school with my sister and coming back full circle being able to work in the same area and then becoming close friends again has just been awesome. I truly believe everything happens for a reason. And I feel like it is uh, fantastic that we're back in each other's lives, especially to this capacity. So yeah, I think that's everything in my life. Um, everything happens for a reason and that's where I am right now and where I'm going. I don't know, but I'm excited. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. 
So I guess going back, do you want to just tell a little bit of my um, pathway and my story to where I got to today? Yeah, absolutely. I would love that. All right. So back in college or growing up, I guess, I grew up in the same town, Western Florida. Um, was always an athlete. Um, I actually didn't even start playing soccer probably till I was about 11 or 12 on the competitive side. I played every sport before that, which I think also helped me in this journey because being stuck in one sport, I or not being stuck in one sport, I was able to learn everything, um, which in life is really important. So I learned multiple different sports. Um, my parents always said that each time when I reached the highest levels, I got lazy or didn't want to work hard and gave it up until I came to soccer. Uh, so I always got to that top level and then, yeah, I, <laughs> I moved on, I got bored. So ended up with soccer and clearly I never gave it up. It was always continual growth for me. There's so many areas to improve on and who knows it would have taken me to the professional level and now as a coach. So I actually went on to play competitively and then in college over at Rollins College in Orlando, Florida, Winter Park area, um, D2 school. We actually went on to make it to the national finals, which was an amazing journey in itself. Now, college wasn't even as easy as I hoped, I guess, in terms of the soccer. And I guess easy isn't right word. I never really hoped for that. But going in, I, you know, I had all this energy. I was one of the top recruits. I was actually one of the first recruits. And um, sometimes I hate to say it out loud, but I was kind of recruited by one coach who left right before I committed. I ended up mm -hmm. staying. Um, and I'm glad I did. I had fantastic teammates. I had a fantastic coach, but it wasn't always the easiest journey for me. Um, I wasn't even a consistent starter necessarily, but, and the amount of times I actually thought about leaving just because I sometimes didn't feel like I fit in properly. Um, but yeah, there were a lot of tears. There were a lot of, there was a lot of work and I actually ended up sticking it through and I'm glad I did because I don't think if I had the pathway I did that I ended up would not have ended up playing professionally because coming to my senior year when soccer finished and um, I was trying to plan my next move, I kind of went through some personal stuff that put me down like a black hole. And to get out of it, I realized, you know, I still have a lot left in me on the soccer fields. I want to continue traveling. And that's exactly what I did. I put together a highlight video. I reached out to some coaches um, and decided to try and get to the professional level. Um, and I did. <laughs> so yeah, I had no idea where I was gonna end up. I hadn't actually traveled much growing up until my sophomore year of college when I studied abroad and yeah. absolutely loved it. Um, so basically my video ended up with some of my coaches growing up, which then moved to my coaches, to their friends and their coaches ended up in California, who then sent it to a friend of theirs in actually Czech Republic, mm. got in contact with me. The coach was amazing. We got along really well. Unfortunately, they didn't have any visa spots available, but he really liked me and decided um, to send my information then to a, an agency over there who within a matter of like a week reached out to me and was like, Hey, we want you. Can you be here in less than a month? Wow. And I said, yes. So that was in Sweden. I remember I was actually at working a camp in, um, the New York area, Connecticut area for soccer plus. So I was with some amazing people. I was learning a lot. I was coaching myself. It was an elite level. And it was just a really good feeling. So came home, took the jump. My parents were definitely scared, um, <laughs> which was really hard. In the beginning, they did not want me leaving. They were scared of me going overseas. Um, it was definitely a big step, but I'm really glad I took the pathway that I did. And my parents as well, they're very proud of me, which is exciting. So I ended up, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna play one season. You know, one season turns into four seasons. Um, so I played my first season there. I actually went over to finish the end of their season. They were kind of trying to change some things up. I got there halfway through season, was another American. 
I lived in Gothenburg, um, Sweden, which was and is by far my favorite city over there. I absolutely love it. Yeah, um, there was me and another American who, through the soccer community, ended up beginning, uh, knew each other through different people. So when we got there, just we we clicked really well. And then from there, I came home for about a week. And a week later, I was gone again. I went over to Peru and Uruguay, where I played in a FIFA tournament. FIFA Copa Libertadores tournament. So I lived in Peru with a group of seven Americans playing for La U. Um, That was another journey in itself. A whole other world over there. But but an experience. So I'm glad I did it. Um, We went there. We trained for a couple weeks. Then as a team, went over to Uruguay where I met even more people. And the tournament did not go so well. That was very frustrating, but again, a learning experience in itself. Um, So yeah, very cool, very exciting, definitely ups and downs. Part of me was just like, get me out of here. But I look back at it and the people I've come close with, the people that I've met, the experiences I've gone through, um, the different style of soccer, the different style of living, all played a huge part into everything. And I'm very happy for that. That's amazing. I mean, I think there's so much power in being able to travel, you know, to another country or to just another place outside of where an individual grows up and see just different cultures and how different people live. What do you feel like were some of your biggest lessons traveling internationally in learning about different people? Oh, wow. So definitely traveling is one of my favorite things to do one it teaches you to grow up because every country that you go to is so different and you have to be really open if you're closed off one you're not going to meet very many people you're not going to be open to learning the environment the culture um you're probably going to shut down as soon as a struggle comes into play i mean the amount of times i've lost my luggage or i've missed my flights or i ran into not so nice people um Mm -hmm. or i didn't know the language or didn't have the proper money or you know there's there's hills everywhere you go and um luckily i was adaptable i feel like i have a very open friendly personality so i've met some amazing people and meeting those people has gotten me through all my experiences good and bad um Mm -hmm. peru was a very different sphere. I was very fortunate for where I lived in Sweden. I've had some absolutely amazing host families, friends, teammates, and it's been, that's definitely what made my experience amazing. I thank all of them. And I feel like they made me one of theirs. And that's one of the best feelings in the world. So I had my teammates, but I also had my friends and family off the field. So I've got family all over now. Peru, I actually lived in (laughs) what was called a penthouse but not always the most luxury place. It was seven (laughs) Americans. Um, It was the top floor of an apartment building. I think it was maybe like six or eight floors. We had a room full of just mattresses covering the floor. Um, (laughs) The experiences that we went through. Yeah, but you know, um, having to like market shop and live on floors and everyone's seven girls living in the same room and our field for practice was god had to be like smaller than half a soccer field on the beach Mm. beautiful but not the easiest when you only have a couple weeks to get to know your team and Mm. then you're going to go play in this top tournament 11 v 11 um so the relationships i had made were phenomenal the experiences I went through just a different lifestyle of like shopping and eating and the bus rides, which were like sardines and driving was crazy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm thinking back about it and it was, it was, it was a trip Um, going from there to then as a team to Uruguay, Uruguay is beautiful. Lima was also amazing. I, Mm -hmm. I love it. Just having the people who are so friendly over there helps a lot. It just makes your experience but Uruguay, we were kind of trapped in a hotel most of the time. 
did come very close with the Colombian team, which was cool for me because I have Colombian um, ancestry and my grandma grew up in Colombia. It's something I've always wanted to, um, a place I've always wanted to go to and kind of get touched in those roots. So it was nice getting really close to the Colombians over there and growing some friendships. Um, aside from that, within our team and with their team and with all the teams, there was definitely some dancing and partying and eating and friendships. There was okay. also drama. <laughs> so that doesn't always help. But, you know, that's that's life. That's where you go. So frustrating as it is, we didn't do well. Um, we Some of us were just ready to get out of there. Probably could have made more of our trip, but got home for the holidays. Looked back as a learning experience and a growth in friendship and family and friends and never went back to play there. Not to say I wouldn't, but I did absolutely love Sweden. And while I didn't even think I was going to play again before I started playing professionally, it was like one year and just go for it and then go to PA school. And before you know it, I got more offers and ended myself back in Sweden for two more seasons with a long break in between, which is where my injury comes in. And that's mm. a whole nother story, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, you can get into I mean, that please. if you'd like. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because I think, you know, I look back into my career and, you know, I had my my first knee surgery as a freshman in high school and then literally had you know, three more knee surgeries. And then over time had a shoulder surgery after my last year playing football at Georgetown. So, you know, having surgeries over a span of, you know, damn near eight years and understanding how much, just all the lessons that came with each injury and how that's even shaped me to being the person that I am now, I get to actually have appreciation for those injuries. So I would love to hear like, the story behind your injuries and all the things that you learned from it and how it shaped you into living how you're living now. Yeah, I actually think it played a huge part. Um, so going through, I guess a little bit back backtracking, going through college, I was a biology major, um, which if you knew me in high school and my memory is funny as, it, um, as itself, but I was really intrigued with the body and learning the movement from the inside out and how just everything connects. Um, so I went the hard route with my terrible memory and was a bio major, <laughs> uh, planning originally to go to PT school, but halfway through college, I decided to change that to PA where I had like a wider variety. Um, now, every time I was home for summer or post-college when I was playing professionally for my off season, I was doing something in the medical field to just build my resume. I was working at hospitals, I was working at physical therapy centers, I was working at doctor's offices, just kind of getting a lot of experience, taking classes. Um, one of my seasons overseas, I actually was taking a class. So I had taken a biochemistry class. Actually, I took, I'm not quite sure the order of it, but I took a biochemistry class. I took a nutrition class just because I wanted to kind of grow more in that department as well. Um, pre-college or pre-professionally actually didn't go back I I did play a little bit in um, Houston um, which was a really cool experience in itself as well so that was a little bit of uh, action there um, where I did a lot of self-growth when I was there just because my senior year of college I went through some really hard times mm. um, so I did meet some people read some books, um, started really a journey in myself of growth versus, cause growing up, I was just this really honestly happy go lucky child, not a problem in the world. And then kind of went through some troubled times and yeah, coming out of it, I set a goal that I want to play professionally and just work on myself. So that was my first step in the direction that I am now. And then Coming home, so I guess where I left off before, after my first season in Sweden, I went to Peru and Uruguay, came home for the off season. Um, didn't quite know where I was going next. Ended up in Sweden again, 
Now, it's hard to admit, but I didn't have the easiest path, um, which mm. I'm glad for because I wouldn't be where I am today. But I played in a really, really good division my first season. About three games after I got there where I'm still getting used to people, didn't speak the language, getting into the system of play, trying to work into the starting lineup. We played a game. We won. I remember it was on one of my um, favorite fields in the area because it was mm. a top team of mine. We won. We were in the locker room. We were cheering. We were partying. All of a sudden, our coaches walk in. And <laughs> mind you, me and the American are sitting there. We don't speak any Swedish at this point. Coaches walk in. Director walks in. Um, management walks in. And they just start talking in Swedish, people are yelling, people are crying. We look at each other like, what is going on? Um, wow. Before you know it, coaches got up, they left, never saw them again, like didn't even get a goodbye, which wow. was crazy. So whatever reason they left, there was multiple reasons going around. Um, it was a tough season. So they left. Now my team, the friendships I made were amazing. I absolutely loved these teams the players, the experiences, um, even just being on the field without a coach, it was really hard fought. Um, I thought a lot of growth both on the player and off the field. But with that being said, the next season with the coaches being gone, every single player except for two had left. Um, so that made it very difficult throughout the season for me, trying to build a reputation when I didn't have any coach um, so I didn't build a name for myself. I didn't get other teams to really see me. I didn't even get much video and going home, I didn't know what to do. So I had a different team reach out to me and actually the other American as well. They were a really good team in the division below and they were working their way up was their goal or so we thought the goal was. We had a great, so he brought us over and our goal was to kind of go there for the first three months, go on some trials, hopefully get transferred back up after that. And long story short, there was a lot of issues in that area as well that did not happen. Um, mm. Still had a great experience, met some great people, had an amazing host family. Um, I had a minor injury when I was there, which looking back now might've not been so minor because I was in a warm-up practice. I was in a pregame practice, very light. Out of nowhere, had a huge pain in my um, hip flexor area. But we had a really big game coming up, so people were not happy about this. And we didn't really have a trainer, trainer system, athletic trainers around there, oh, wow. doctors. Yeah, so long story short, I rested a little bit didn't really get seen by anyone necessarily um, came back to play at a mild percentage, but, you know, I got through it, got through the season. I remember that was the season we were supposed to be there full year, hoping to play in the second half of the season. And that didn't end up happening because we didn't get another contract. We weren't able to really go on many trials, actually any trials, if we look back at it. So visas ran out. I ended up coming home a week early after my grandfather passed away. Um, mm. We didn't even really have a game. So events happened, came home. Couldn't go back because of visa problems. So I stayed home. I worked really hard. I had a group of um, other professionals around me. We had a group going. It was a lot of self-work on the field mm. and off the field. We were training every morning. We treated it like a team. It was fun. It was a lot of work, but it was really cool once you hit the professional level you think that there's more for you on the coach's side on the trainer side on the nutrition all that stuff and really it's actually less going from college it was all on your own after wow. college um which is fine it's it's just different than what people most people see on the professional level unless you're really on that like top top team um you know but with that being said Moving forward, me and my best friend, who was also hoping to play overseas at the time, took a trip from, in January of the next year 
after a whole week, a whole year of training and playing or a whole, a whole half a season, I should say, at home, we did a road trip from Florida to California and we were doing a month of preseason within ourselves as we were waiting to get overseas and it was a really amazing experience. I mean, traveling cast country with your best friend and her dog and mm. just getting an apartment over there um, and then having just a friend from coming back to my world, my first season in Sweden, the teammate I became really close with, she went to a ID camp down in Florida and one of her friends ended up coming as well. So I met her friend, literally met her for two days and she happened to have the same idea as us and was like, Hey, can I come join you in California? And I said, wow. of course. <laughs> so she came up with us to California, Carly. She's amazing. We all three of us spent four of us, including a dog a month there, just traveling and training, um, meeting some really good coaches over there. We worked with beast mode soccer a little bit, retained ourselves a little bit, but you would never know that right before that I had, problems again with my hip and turns out we couldn't really figure out what it was I was working at a physical therapy office at, at the time at home um, we thought it was must, mostly just a muscle strain I took some tests took some rest I took some breaks I did some physical therapy and it wasn't getting better so my time in California which was supposed to be a preseason for me turned out just being trying to get over an injury hmm. i ended up finding that physical therapist there i was playing and training but it would be like i would train for one day not even at 100 percent. i'd get maybe at 50 percent. i'd get to the session and the next two days just couldn't walk and it was just like this constant cycle Jeez. so i made the most of it it was still amazing but i me with my science background i did a lot of research on my own, trying to figure out what it could be. I kind of diagnosed myself um, at this point. I had one a friend who was there who kind of brought the idea to me about a sports hernia, which is really rare. Um, it's not an actual hernia. It's basically just tears down um, really deep where your adductors and your um, abdominals attach. Um, it's really rare. It's hard to find and a lot of people overlook it, but when you play a sport, so intense like this, it, it is really important. It is a big thing. It does affect you. So I kind of self-diagnosed myself after doing a lot of research um, and just understanding the body. But I went to a doctor at home. My best friend, by the way, went off to Iceland. So happy for her. She crushed it over there. Oh, that's amazing. So she went there. Um, I went home, went to a doctor's, got an MRI. The doctor actually said that nothing was wrong with me. And oh, wow. the funny thing is when you play professional soccer and you've played, just been an athlete your whole life, you know your body so well. So I knew sure. something was off. I knew something was wrong. And I was like, you're literally looking at an MRI and you couldn't find it. So I had been doing a lot of research. I had found a specialist in sports hernias, which another name was Athletic Pibalja over in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. I reached out to them. Within like a week, he took a look at my videos and came back to me and said, listen, yes, you definitely have a sports hernia. You also have a labrum tear. Now, a sports hernia is only out for six weeks after surgery. So I was like, oh, great. I can do that. Not a big deal. I remember I was driving home 12 hours from Charlotte after seeing my sister when I got the call. And I asked how long a labrum tear was um, for recovery. And he goes six months. And I just kind of like broke down. I was like, I've already taken six months off from my last season after that troubled, I was so ready. I was so prepared. I was so excited. And now I am out again. So that was really hard. Um, um, now, what were, what were some of the emotions that you were going through at uh, that time? I mean, I can only imagine getting told that you're going to be out for six months after essentially already being out six months. And now you're on this long, you know, 12 hour car ride where I'm, I'm assuming it's just you and yourself and your thoughts. Yeah. Like take us back to that car ride. Like what was, what was going on for you? Oh, I remember sitting in the car. I mean, already answering a phone call in a car ride of four people is hard as is. 
Mm. So I answered the call and first I was like expected to hear, yes, you're out for six weeks. Not a big deal. I mentally prepared myself. I was like, that's okay. I can, I know I would miss the first half of the season, which would be three months, but I'll be okay. I'll get into it. My heart just dropped. Tears kind of flowed from my face. Mm. The first thought was, oh my God, fix this now. Like I need to just, I need to just not give up. I need to see this as soon as possible. Um, Was hoping that, you know, like literally just next week, get in my car, go to Philadelphia. And then more bad news came and they don't take insurance. So Mm. it's already rare to have both those injuries be treated together and finding a doctor who can do both of those. So first being that they basically would have to fly in another doctor, which is very common. They would do that because he deals with this injury a lot, would fly in another doctor. They would both work on it together. Um, But it just came out to a crazy number. And me being me, I was like, it's fine. I'll do it. I'll just jump on whatever gets me back on the horse, back on the field as soon as possible. Um, Obviously, speaking to my parents, my parents were in the car, you know, like, they were just like, Nikki, we need to sit back, take a week to just like look at all our options. We will get this handled, we will get this fixed, but we need to make sure that there are actually any doctors we could work with. And so then I'm just like on a whirlwind of like, I can't even get this fixed right now. I'm freaking out. I feel bad for money. I was not happy. So I'm home. I know what I have. I don't have any doctor to treat me. I don't know what to do. I am a mess because most doctors don't actually treat sports hernias and the fact that the um doctor who was supposed to be a really good doctor didn't even see the labrum tear mm. was even scarier um that is when my friend taylor came to the save uh to the savings i guess you would say so when i was <laughs> playing in sweden the last season she was actually home getting treated for a labrum tear and in our off season, we were training together a lot. And she was like, are you sure you don't have a labrum tear? Like, it sounds very similar, but blah, 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 blah. So she was like, listen, Nikki, just her physical therapist was up in Stewart. Now that's an hour and a half drive. Um, so what I did, and she was like, but he is absolutely amazing. He's part of this hip, um, group there's only like 22 in the world he's really high up there he knows his knowledge he has worked with so many um different athletes and hip surgeries and the hardest ones the easiest ones he's just amazing so i was already on my way up to orlando my friend um is the football coach for ucf and he was like i'll get you in with one of the top doctors here come on up so i was like all right driving up to Orlando, doing anything I possibly can. On the way, I stopped at this physical therapist. He was absolutely amazing. He brought me into a room. Um, Mind you, I'm still a freaking mess because I Mm -hmm. don't know what's going on. I don't know when I'm going to be back in the field. So he brought me into a room. He, He literally sat there and showed me my MRI, which for me is exactly what I needed. Showed me my MRI. Show me where exactly my problem was. Show me exactly my two injuries and was doing a number of different tests to kind of see where my weaknesses are, where it's coming from, things like that. And the problem was we didn't know which caused which. So mm. we had to do both surgeries. I left there and he goes, I'm going to figure this out. Don't stress. I've got doctors in the area and we are going to, to make this work. So I said, okay thinking like a week will go by. So I went to the doctor in UCF up in Orlando, treated only regular surgeries, not sports hernias. That was hard as is. Um, so there's another check off the list. Didn't help. Huh. But within a matter of two hours, the physical therapist that I saw had called me back. And he was like, I've got two doctors for you. They are going to work together and separately at the same time. So one doctor who is literally a GI specialist over in Miami at Mount Sinai. And he doesn't tell anyone because it's kind of a hidden injury, but that he is a, he specialized in sports hernias. 
and then a labrum tear doctor up in Boca. So I had to go to both doctors separately. He set all this up for me in a matter of two hours. It was amazing. I went to both doctors separately. Both those doctors then communicated to each other and were working together. So I went, long story short, I had my first surgery for the labrum tear where you cannot walk for two for four weeks. And then four weeks later, I went into surgery for my sports hernia where you have to walk the very next day. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... I know we're a little bit pressed for time here. So a little bit of a, a rush, I guess you would say, but I, that time of, you know, telling myself I'm out for six months, mentally, I was just already torn. So mm -hmm. yeah, I trained and worked so hard to come back as a professional athlete, but mentally I needed to distract myself. So I actually, at some point kind of necessarily gave up the playing career and more of just worked towards going back to PA school. Um, coming in close contact with working with a GI specialist, I really loved him and his PA and everything like that. So long story short, I ended up working with them for two months in and out of surgeries. Um, back when I was finally able to walk again, I was working with them. I was in the hospital shadowing every day, I was in surgeries, I was pre-surgeries, post-surgeries. It just like was an amazing experience that would have never came about if I didn't have an injury. Right. So I did that. I will fast forward a little bit. I applied to PA school. I got into PA school. Didn't even think I was ever going to be playing again professionally. The same day I got into PA school, I got a call from an agent saying, hey, we have a team for you in Sweden. Do you want to go? My heart just like... <laughs> lifted up it was amazing and while i felt really bad turning down my offer after all this work all the money i spent on applications the tears and the cries after all the tests that i went through the classes that i took <laughs> i went back overseas and i did not play i did not go to pa school went back i had a whole season over there had an amazing family an amazing team amazing friends um yeah, it was great. So everything that I ever had planned in my life didn't happen. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, it landed me where I am now, which was amazing. Uh, can't complain one bit. So it was hard. There were a lot of tears. There were a lot of journey, uh, hills, speed bumps, injuries, uh, loss of coaches, loss of this, that, whatever you may call it. Definitely not a lot of money. Um, but... I am where I am now and fast forward and I played that whole season. I came home. I, oh, another little funny story. So Taylor who had sent me to this physical therapist who I'm also really mm -hmm. close with now. Um, I was actually intrigued to almost go back to PT school after working with him. We ended up switching spots. So I came home, I had my labrum tear surgery. She ended up going over to Sweden playing against one of my rival teams. And oh, wow. then was, playing for one of my rival teams. Yeah. And then has now been there for three seasons and she's literally crushing it. She is amazing. Taylor Townsend, I love you. Um, <laughs> so she's sure. going up in the world. So fast forward, came home. I had now played in four different teams. I played in Peru, I played in Uruguay, I played in Sweden, I played in the US. And I started training at the Hive, actually, which is where I came back in contact with you and a bunch of old friends from high school, um, had some other soccer players that I was training with. And I was probably in one of the best shapes I had been in a very long time. I had learned different techniques from mobility to just, just a different style of training. And I felt amazing. Yeah. But my last season in Sweden, just for my own self-benefit, I decided I wanted to get my certification. Um, and I was like, for training and coaching and just for better learning knowledge. And so I decided to go for the hardest one I could find. At the time, I went for my CSCS, my certification in strength and conditioning, and came home. As I was training, I got my certification, not even to become a coach, not to make a career out of it, just for myself, my better, my own knowledge, because I love learning. And got my certification. Then randomly had a bunch of clients just reaching out to me. Hey, will you train me? Will you train me? I put on a camp with my best friend Ali or a really good friend of mine. Um, 
before you know it, I had four offers to go back to overseas, but I just got this weird gut feeling was like, you know what? I don't want to leave again. I don't want to, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. It's really hard. I build relationships really close everywhere I am. I build family and I was home for a while building more family and relationships and just the thought of leaving was just really hard. Um, and I was going to new countries. I think my offers were Israel, Taiwan, um, uh, Israel, Taiwan, one team back in Sweden, which was a little unsure. Um, well, there's two others. I just, I honestly, it's okay. It's other countries, basically. Um, it was Champions League offers, things like that. But I just broke down for a week and I decided to stay. Um and then COVID hit and here I am now. So, <laughs> which is crazy. So COVID hit, I built my training business right now, which is what I am. I have owned my own company called Gains with Hames and I coach everything from soccer to moms to general population to ex-athletes to online classes. I do mobility Mondays and strength and hit class on Fridays online, which never would have came into play if COVID didn't hit. Um, so originally I wanted to do athletic development, speed, agility, injury prevention, strength directly with athletes, but COVID again, unplanned, open up all these other doors and that's where I am now. So I own my own business. Never would have thought it would have been me. Did not go to PA school, um, after putting in all those hours, but I did learn a lot from it. Um, so that's okay about both myself and just the body, which is how I like to treat my business and the people that I work with. I love to understand from the inside out constantly always learning and 40 minutes later you have my life story with no, some mean, goods and it is an incredible uh, incredible story and some of the things that jump out to me is one how life has its own plan for us like yeah. as individuals we can plan and plan and plan and put one foot in front of the other towards where we think we're supposed to go and then boom, life jumps in and says, oh, no, no, no. I have something bigger here for you. And I love the level of grace that you're able to manage all of these different changes and transitions with from, you know, having the hardships in college and then deciding, yeah. okay, I want to go and really pursue a professional career and then go, you know, put your best foot forward in the professional career and then have these moments of like, you know, getting there and thinking you're just going to progress and grow and grow and grow. But then come to find out in that professional level where you were, those resources actually weren't there. And now you actually right. ended up having to coach yourself in a sense. Right. And that didn't go exactly as planned. But then that led to so many other great things within it in terms of meeting new friends. Right having new families that became like your own family right. and creating these bonds that, you know, maybe when someone goes to play professional soccer overseas that they're not really even thinking about how like that's going to happen. And that did happen for you, which is absolutely amazing. And then from there, like having the injury and just being like having your whole world turned upside down of like, okay, I wanted to continue playing professionally. And I put in all this, you know, blood, sweat, and tears and time into getting my body ready, yet my body wasn't in a position to actually do it. And I yeah. kept, you know, pushing through, pushing through, pushing through. And I definitely know what that is like. And I think for both of us working with youth athletes, taking, you know, having our own problems with our bodies not functioning properly, and then also not having the guidance of really knowing how to listen to your body and fix your body and move properly. Right. It actually gave you the space to learn all those things. And now you're applying it to not only the youth athletes, but to the adults and, you know, the everyday moms that want to be able to move around and live a fulfilling life. Like yeah. you get to serve all of them in that way now. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. Life definitely has its own path none of it as I would have expected or planned and but everything that has happened has played into part of where I am now I mean being a bio major just taught me how much I love the body 
going through the hardships that I did and losing the people that I did showed me that I have a lot to work on in myself and I want this and I want that. And, you know, having a long-term goal has always been really hard for me because I'm so happy in the moment. And every time I have a long goal, a long-term goal, something else exciting comes into play that what I would have never imagined. Right now sure. I've met some tremendous people in um, the soccer community who have also connected me to people outside the soccer community working um, like Bootbag, for example, they're working with children in um, less privileged area, bringing cleats to them over there. And that's an amazing company. And the owner is fantastic. The people I've introduced with them is fantastic. You know, it's just, it's crazy who you meet. But the one thing I would say is just always being open, open to who you're meeting, the experiences that come in and out of your life, taking certain opportunities, taking that jump, um, and just being open to whatever comes comes your way because it could be something really exciting that's amazing yeah i can see how openness played such a huge role in your entire life and all the way up to this point now looking at what you got going on now and where you currently are with your business and how you're living your life what are some of the big things that you're working on personally on yourself that you feel like is going to set you up to be the best version of yourself Ah, that's a great question. Um, Working on myself right now is, there's a lot to it. I have um, recently been kind of dealing with a little bit of anxiety or the unknown or not knowing really what's the right direction for me or sometimes lack of confidence at times. And truthfully, what has really helped is one, constant learning learning, 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 both just like from the people around me, from reading books, whether it's directly in my industry of like sports performance, whether it's just self-development. I've done a lot of breath work lately. I've come back into or started learning a lot of meditation, which I was never really good at because controlling this mind is <laughs> really hard. So it's something yeah. I'm working on. Um, I'm actually doing a 30 day challenge right now with meditation and journaling. Um, I've decided to take a lot of what I've realized lately is once something gets in my head, it kind of goes on a pathway destructively in multiple different directions can get me down a rabbit hole, which then gives me pain in my actual body. I just want to shut down. Um, so that's something that I kind of want to work on right now, um, which I am and taking whatever's in my mind and putting it on paper and kind of stepping back and taking a look at it and just also being really communicative. So when I'm feeling something, whether it's about myself, I'll write it down. If it's regarding another person, I like to communicate directly with them and kind of get the full story, let them know how I'm feeling, things like that. Um, just just constantly trying to every day grow in multiple different areas, whether it's my basic knowledge in my career or just better ways to grow as an individual, whatever it may be. Yeah, that's very powerful. And I appreciate you sharing with all of us the things that are going on in your life currently and all the different tools that you're tapping into to overcome them and really learn yeah. from them and grow. And I think meditation and journaling are such powerful tools because one, you know, with meditation, it just builds up such a level of awareness to where, you know, for me, it's not so much about, oh, I'm quieting my mind. It's more so recognizing when my mind is starting to race or come up with thoughts that aren't serving me and trying to catch it as fast as I can and then start to explore it like, okay, is this thing that I'm thinking about one, is it actually true? And then from there, thinking about, okay, what do I actually want to do based off of what I'm thinking? Like, if it is true, what can I do to work on it to, you know, handle the situation better? And then if it's not true, how do I actually, you know, disassociate myself from that thought and realize that, well, not every thought that I have is an actual fact. Exactly. Yeah. And that's been the biggest thing, like being aware of it stepping back and just okay it's a thought it's a feeling i accept it and i move on or if it's something i need to process and be like is this is this a fact or is this just a feeling is this just a thought um sometimes writing it down helps talking for me talking helps a lot 
Um, just being able to kind of say what's on my mind, get it out there, which is also really hard because you think, oh my God, this person's going to think I'm crazy or this person's just going to think I'm a burden or like you have those really close people to you. For example, I have like my, my very close knit circle who I can talk to about anything. So when things aren't going well, or I'm feeling this like pain in my body that something is off, I just, I, I have my certain people that I go directly to. And so when times are tough, it's kind of like a constant couple of days of going to them. And for me, I sometimes feel like a burden. Sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I could just deal with this on myself and just forget about it. Like sometimes I envy the people who just like, don't let it bother them. But I started realizing that if you start doing that, it gets so pushed down for so long that it comes out later. So I'm not one to make like a big deal or big fight about things, but I've had a lot of things happen in my life and I've had, I've been hurt by a lot of people. I've been hurt by a lot of scenarios and I'm one of those people who's kind of like, let me, this is not their problem. This is my problem and how I'm reacting to it. So let me deal with it and let me move on instead of making like this big thing and going to yell at person and, and argue and things like that. Cause what does it do? But you have to make sure you're still dealing with things because if you're one of those people that pushes feelings and emotions inside and don't kind of deal with them, you don't really know why they're there. And sometimes it'll just pop up randomly and you're, you're like, okay, this is my subconsciously telling me that I'm, I'm, I'm ignoring things. And if you ignore things, you're not growing. Um, so everything I'm trying to do and everything I look at is just a step of growth for me as hard or as easy as I am a people person. I am a very emotional person. I wear my heart on my sleeve. So when things are happy, I am extra happy when things are not so great or people around me are sad or I'm sad. It's just like extra, extra sad. Um, Mm. so, but it's, it's, you know, it's a work in progress and that's how everything is nowadays, your life, your experiences, people around you, you yourself is just a constant growing ball of energy. It's the way I look at it. Mm, I love that. That's a great picture to paint. And you're so right. I mean, we're constantly evolving. We're constantly unfolding. We're constantly learning. And to your point, being able to be fully self-expressed is so therapeutic. And like you said, when we take things that are bothering us, we just try to shove it down, shove it down, shove it down. Eventually it comes up like a volcano and there's this huge eruption and it may show up in a way that isn't as, you know, effective or as sustainable as we may want it to be. Yeah. And yeah. And then having the people close to you who you feel like you can reach out to and you can speak to is it's so important. And whether that's with close friends, whether it's with through therapy, whether it's through coaching, it's so important for us to say things out loud because that actually allows us to hear it and process it typically in a much more effective way than when we're saying those same things in our head, right? And we're trying to just run away (laughs) with these stories and they're just getting just, you know, bigger and bigger and wilder and wilder where there's no one who's like, well, hey, like, well, could it actually be this way? Or, you know, could your perspective possibly shift to this? What would it look like? And just having different tools and techniques and and people to help with those things are so important for all of us. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say about that is like this whole idea of, you know, how you talk about, you know, you create this story that you're being a burden to somebody. I want anyone who's listening right now to understand that, you know, those stories are the types of things that hold us back and have 100%. us not express ourselves, right? Because we think we're bothering this person or we're a burden to this person or like we're we're putting things on to people that you know we, sh- we quote unquote shouldn't put on to them and at the end of the day like check in and see like is that a fact or is this just another story that you're creating because you know your close friends those people that are close to you they'll let you know when something is too much or like hey i need a little space or like hey i need a little break or whatever it may yeah, be. Of so course. we'll yeah, check in so there. Important. Yeah. yeah, definitely checking on that. No, that, that's super powerful, Nikki. And you know, that, that's something I, I've always told you, I appreciate about you so much is Thank how you. willing you are to be open and how willing you are to search within yourself to better learn what's going on and how you can be more effective with how you work with yourself. Yeah. Cause something that, 
I think happens with, with used to happen to me a lot, a lot is that, you know, I would kind of overestimate everyone else and underestimate myself. And that would show up in me, not confidently going after the things that I want in my personal life and my professional life with, you know, relationships. And it wasn't until I started really looking at myself and seeing myself in the same light that other people saw me in. That's when I made this huge transformation and started like really going after all the things that I want and took the time to really appreciate who I am and what I've accomplished and, you know, my principles and everything that I stand for. And I see that a lot in you too, Nikki, where yeah. there's literally no shortage of amazing things that you're up to, that you've done, that you bring to your own life and the lives of others. And the more and more that you tap in and you realize this, it's just going to show in everything that you do. Yeah, I honestly, that means a lot. I, I love just watching you and how much you've grown, even just in this year and how you the energy that you bring, the the way that you kind of carry yourself, the way that you organize your life, the way that you, you're you growing and helping everyone around you. And that is such an inspiration to me. And so hearing from you, the light and the energy that you see from me is really does mean a lot because I just, I admire how you are going about everything and how you live your life and how the people around you are, which just is an infectious energy. And I am a work in progress as we all are. So hearing that from you is, is amazing. And being able to be on this podcast and being able to talk to you publicly into the world. I mean, I know we've had our one-on-one in-depth conversations where I've probably just broken down to you or something, but (laughs) being able to come on here and just speak openly is, it's a growth in itself. And I love the just knowing every person you've come in contact with and talked to even on this podcast itself just shows how you surround yourself and the people you surround yourself with is just it's amazing so you are just amazing (laughs) uh thanks so much nick no it really does mean the world to me and yeah as you're you know continuing everything that you're doing now something that i think is amazing is how you are able to come on here and be so vulnerable and for me, I know that's been just probably the biggest thing in my growth was, is being able to be vulnerable. And earlier on, I would say, you know, just a few years ago, that was talking about all of my hardships and, you know, all of the things that I struggled with. And a lot of that is centered around, you know, my mom's early death and yeah. a lot of how our relationship was because of all of my own insecurities and stories I was telling myself. So that's like one side of vulnerability. And then what I'm learning this year is that there's also a side of vulnerability in being able to share the gift that I am and to really talk about myself in a positive light and be able to openly want to share my gifts and and have, you know, programs that I want to enroll clients into and essentially get past this whole idea of like, oh, it's only being humble and showing humility by like being quiet and like not talking to myself in a highlight. But what I'm realizing is being able to talk about myself in that type of way is another form of vulnerability. And, um, you know, maybe that's something that might serve you at some point too. understanding the gift that you are and being able to talk to yourself and or talk about yourself in that type of way, because that's yeah. opened up so much for me these last, I was like six months. I love that. That is also just another sign of growth. I mean, <laughs> which is, Amazing. So it's, it's honestly really cool to see that. And I think what always keeps me going is knowing that what five months ago, I never would have expected me to be where I am now. And which means it's just so excited to see, okay, where am I going to be in five months or one month or two months or a year, which is so cool. I mean, you go from one day to the next and you're like, even simply just meeting one person, your life can completely change. And oh, a thousand percent. it's, it's so, it's, so cool. It's what makes me so excited about life. I mean, I just like anyone, I can meet someone on the soccer field. I can meet someone who could help me in my career or my family or end up dating one day, or I can meet someone at the coffee shop, which is why I love going to coffee shops because I always end up meeting <laughs> amazing sure. people. Um, I think I was sitting at a coffee shop the other day and I met 
a guy who works in the same industry as me, but on more of the basketball side. And he was talking to me about all these people that we kind of connect with. And we were all the way in like Coral Springs or something like that. And it was just, oh, wow. just being able to just, if you're open and you're looking at life in such a positive manner, you think of all these opportunities that come here. Like who knows in January is three months away. Maybe I can be another country traveling. I mean, COVID would be hard or I don't know, but I would <laughs> take any opportunity to just do what I can. Um, because the more you say yes, the more people you meet, the more opportunities that are going to come into your way and the more that you'll grow. And that's pretty much one of my, my biggest things that I live by right now. Uh, so. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Just to piggyback off of that, that those amazing yeah. ideas, it's essentially to me, like being able to be open, be living in your purpose, being authentic, uh, moment to moment. That's what leads to all of the big opportunities that are to come in the future. And yeah. it all starts with being clear on who you are, who you want to be and consistently telling the universe what you want and then showing the universe that's what you want by the actions you're taking. Yeah, exactly. Well, Nikki, thank you so, 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 so much. This was an amazing conversation. Yeah. I already can't wait to get you on here for <laughs> another episode and we're overdue for some coffee. So let's make yes, that happen. Please, real soon. please, please, please. <laughs> we'll find a really cool coffee shop. That's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> so if anyone has oh, recommendations, yeah. let me know. Hey, yeah. shout us out. You got a good coffee shop out there. Nikki and I are ready. Oh yeah, you know it. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Nikki, thank you for your time. Um, enjoy your trip to North Carolina with the family thank and you. tell everyone I said hello. Fantastic. Same to you. Enjoy the holidays. Tell everyone hello and we will get together soon. Sounds great. All right. Peace. Have a good one.